From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This 22. is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. Yeah, if you guys had any idea of what I just went through right now, you would understand why I'm saying this. I'm not going to go to a long intro. I'm getting right into it. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 210. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man who probably could say, take a look at my black diamond and not have HR called on him. He is Mike, also known as MFG. That's because that's not the suit that I use. I'd say, look at my black club. But (laughs) (laughs) that's the way it goes in the card deck. All righty. But I have a horribly described movie for all of those listeners out there. All the billions of you. All righty. So here's this horribly described movie. A few film students get lost in the woods and won't have their movie screened until a year later. Oh, I know this one. I think I did. It's an easy one. It's an easy one. It's Mike's throwing so softballs this week. <laughs> there you go. Well, obviously, when are when we going to find out about this, Mike? We're going to find out right after the quick news. All right, cool. And our other illustrious host is the guy who not only gets Mike's um, horribly described movies correct, he's also probably better suited as being our our other host and our sound guy. Because if he, if he was a pair of all-knowing goggles, he would beat down the wearer with into submission with dad jokes. Just saying. Um, <laughs> he is RG squared, Ralph the Tech. And you're the dad with horrible jokes. Wow, really? Okay, I'm gonna, I should have a bell for every time you have a horrible joke, but go ahead. So the other day while I was piloting my interstellar spaceship through a highly unstable wormhole, as I was going through and I saw time passing by me and flowing in reverse and it, it was just an emptiness up ahead i stared into the void and the void stared back at me and a thought popped into my head more than a six pack of beer in the fridge starts to look like a drinking problem but a whole wine cellar is considered very classy that's true <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely true i wasn't gonna jog you but no that's absolutely right right yeah <laughs> It's funny how that looks, right? <laughs> Imagine if you switch it up to weed and then see how what, what, what kind of judgment comes out of that. But oh, yeah. that's then, then, then it's like, oh no, you're selling now. Now you're selling. No, can't you just grow for personal use? I mean, come on, shit. <laughs> if you have a weed seller, I think that's past personal use. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you're just trying to grow the right vintage, you know. Okay, ah. and for those who and for those who are listening, that's weed seller, C E L L A R, not S E L L E R. Just to make sure we're all straight on that. Probably funny word stuff today, even before the podcast. But I digress. All right. So on today's episode, we will discuss the DC series that has its protagonist based out of Blue Valley, Nebraska, and we're gonna be there for the second season. But did it get better than the first time around? So on this show, we'll be discussing the HBO Max series, Stargirl, season two, summer school. But first, Mike and his segment tries to keep geek gossip quick. But how quick? Um, I don't know. Let's take out your timer and let's take a look as Mike gets ready to give you his quick news. And now. The Quick News, brought to you by 
MFG and Ravencap. That quick news intro was brought to you by the Sloths Association of America, underwritten by Little Snuffy. Oh, <laughs> he will not say the full name ever. Never. Well, ever. my unexpected quick news was just to remind everybody that HBO Max does not host Stargirl anymore. That would be the CW. Ah, that's right. <laughs> no, it's on HBO Max still. Uh, the CW is now CW is, is is doing it, but HBO Max still shows it. Yeah. 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 So Mike is right, and I'm right too. So whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you're both wrong in my book. It's okay. Whatever. That's all right. <laughs> what you got for us, Mike? Before we call it long news. Yeah, but, yeah, because you know, if loving you is wrong. I don't want to be right. <laughs> so, why is there a sequel? Because Hollywood. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix's clown prince of crime could be seen again in Joker 2. Fuck me. Yeah, tell me about it. Reports are circulating that production is moving forward on a sequel to the 2019 film. Phoenix will reprise his role alongside returning co-writer and director Todd Phillips. Supposedly, Warner Brothers has received a first draft with talks of production in 2023. Is is the sequel him as a geriatric getting beat up by a younger Batman? (laughs) Maybe it'll be the guy from Gotham since he seemed to, you know, hit the 16 year old Batman that was beating up on 40 year old men already. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm just amazed how, you know, how they say Hollywood's gonna Hollywood. Yeah. I'm, this is as bad of an idea. I mean, and don't get me wrong, for those like, oh, I thought you liked the Joker. I love the Joker. I mean, we, we heard, if you heard the podcast, yeah. you know, we, we enjoyed it, but there are some things that need to be left alone. Like already the had, there's already problems in the begin with. A sequel is not going to help this. Right, (laughs) right. But I'm interested to to see what they would do. And if the the, the director, Phillips, is coming back and some people are coming back, I'm interested what they have in in store. So I'm still interested. Interestingly enough, like, uh, again, this is not even this is not even rumor of the movie. This is just, you know, people like begging for things. There's people that would love to see uh, Willem Dafoe also playing the Joker in the same movie, but he's not really the Joker. So that's going to wind up uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character even more because this guy oh. is, is taking his shtick or maybe even mimicking it or mocking it. And I'm that like, would well, I mean, that, that, that would be a very interesting. It still would be a good enough reason to have a second movie. <laughs> you know, like that would be a great thing in a Batman movie. Now he's got right. two crazed lunatics trying to outdo each other, you know. But as, as you, know. A, you, you mean like the three Joker storyline that was in the comic book? But we oh, no. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. There was a three Joker storyline. Oh, you're years behind. <laughs> yeah, and you don't even listen to the news because we, Mike covered it. Well, uh, I'll, I'll lend you my copy. When when do my, I my ever copies. listen to anything that Mike says? We were hopeful. We Mike, were hopeful. Mike told me, watch out. That's poison oak. You know what I did? I rubbed my body all over it. Wow. I have a snarky comment, but yeah. I'm just I, leaving it alone. I, I was did like, not regret it like, one Ralph, bit. watch out. I poisoned your drink. I chugged that <laughs> shit down. Yep. <laughs> Had diarrhea for like a week, but you know what? It was worth it. All right, all right. Let's not drag this like some uh, movie franchises. What else you got, Mike? All right. If you think something smells fishy about Fast and the Furious 10, you're absolutely correct. Oh, fudge. Aquaman star Jason Momoa has been cast to star in the long-running franchise. Momoa will reportedly play one of the antagonists in the sequel. Directed by Justin Lin, Fast and Furious 10 will be the first of a two-part final installment in the Fast saga, which began with Fast and the Furious in 2001. I cannot believe this thing's been going on for 21 years. And I can't believe that 
they're still doing this. What is this whole, like, the last episodes of these franchises now going to be two parts? What is up with that? So, blame Harry Potter. Or blame Twilight, actually. Twilight did it first. So, so there's this thing. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called money, right? <laughs> no, you're correct. I have never heard of it. They want this, to. My bank account has literally never seen it. <laughs> they want to make as much of it as possible. So they drag these things out to make more money. Well, I'm waiting for the person that finally just goes, screw it. This the the fin finale is going to be a nine part movie. <laughs> but, but all and jokes aside, watch it. yes. All jokes aside, before we move on to, to, to other quick news, not for nothing. Don't you think that the last installment of Lord of the Rings of the original series? Okay. Do you think that kind of changed people's minds about maybe separating the the the, the finale because that Lord of the Rings finale was long as ugh. yeah. All and, of them are long. They're all three hours. No, no, no. But the, but the last one. Felt like it had ten endings. Return that, of the King had ten endings. That is and you true. You were like, oh my! You, you're going through like fatigue. So I, I'm wondering if, part, honestly, if part of Hollywood's um, philosophy changed after that movie. Going, yeah, if we're gonna have something so chock full of of good stuff, we might need to split it up. Incorrect, no, sir. Was, it's the money. Right. It's just the money. It's the money. Yeah, because the thing is, all they're doing is they probably wrote something. They're like, well, we could just make it two hours and forty five minutes. Or we can make this two hours and then have 45 minutes stretched into another two hours. <laughs> you know? As long as it's not Desolation of Smog, oh. <laughs> where they picked up in the next movie and it was like, wait, that, that was quick. <laughs> oh, here's what we could have shown you at the end of the first movie. <laughs> right? Here is the mighty dragon. None shall... S oh, oh, he's already been slayed. What? He slayed, he slayed and we've moved on. Yes. And for those on. who are listening, like, what are they talking about? Check out our 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 one of our older podcasts. Um yes. talking about give him the um, number, Cap. The, Come on. I don't know it off the top of my head. I'm just coming off the top of my head. Why don't you help me out with that? You're the tech. Uh, we can't help you out of that because if anyone saw the top of your head, you know we would be there for years. Uh, we we would be strip mining for years off of the top of that head. <laughs> if, hey, there's well, some strip in there. That's good. You got to make sure to wear, you know, your anti glare goggles to make sure that you don't get blinded by the shine. Oh my goodness, with the dad jokes. All right, <laughs> what else we got? All right, last but not least, believe it or not, Grant I, Gustin from CW's The Flash is finalizing a deal for season nine which all on its own is unbelievable, first of all. Uh, the Scarlet Speedster's contract would be for a maximum of 15 episodes with Gustin taking home more than, let me repeat that, more than $200,000 per episode. With The Flash going for a ninth season, it will be the longest running show of the Arrowverse because Arrow was only eight seasons long. That's my boy Grant. Get that money, man. I'm not, not knocking him, man. Oh, Get I'm not money, knocking him. Shit. I'm just kind of like, but what about the quality of the show right about now? <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't been watching season eight yet, so I'm hoping it's good, but we'll find that out soon enough. Yeah, uh, we'll be re we'll definitely be reviewing it soon well, enough. We have definitely. to do that part of it anyhow. But um, yeah, I mean, it was really funny that uh, he he was mentioning, he, you know, he because he was if he when he signed for seven into eight, they wanted him to sign multiple years. And he was like, well, let's just one at a time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so this one, like I said, they're even finalizing, deal, which kind of feels like it probably will be the last season. And that's fine. But he was just saying he goes like. Yeah, I, I, you know, I definitely enjoyed doing them. And I, you know, I did want to do at least one more meaning. He's talking about this one. He said, because he goes, I don't know what my career, my career might go or what my next, you know, thing might be. He goes, but I just can't imagine having a show like this where 
you know, you have millions of people that have just tuned in and stayed around. And, and I get it. It's like, you know, he's like, he goes, I feel great. I feel like I've done something. And, you know, that, that I just touched the audience in a wonderful way, kind of a, you know, statement. I was like, I can see that. And, and, and I can, if we can go back to, to any of our podcasts that talked about the origins of the flash or the first couple episodes of the flash, mm-hmm. how much that has evolved and changed because he's really made that character his own, yeah. even with his baggy freaking pants that we saw previews <laughs> of. And, you know, we should, and once again, that teaches you, you can look at, at, at um, behind the scenes shots all you want. It's not going to be what you see in the show or the movie. So shut the blank up. Oh yeah, between stitching and lighting and uh, uh, touch-ups in the, the and cropping. Oh yeah, there's always something going on. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I do hope that the, the if ninth is the last one, I hope it goes out well and not, you know, some of the story writing we've been getting. Yeah. So and, and, and that that Iris is in the bathroom for half the season. I'm just oh, doing yeah. my hair. All right. <laughs> I still laugh at that one. <laughs> so wait, that's all the quick news? That is all the quick news I well, have. I think you also owe us a um uh, a horribly described movie. I Let's do. See if we can get the answer. Let's see what we have here. This horribly right. described movie in review again is a few film students get lost in the woods and won't have their movie screened until a year later. Ralph? I mean, it's so easy. You actually want me to give you the answer? Yes. The Blair Witch Project. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah. I, I could, yeah. yeah, sure, sure, Cap. Sure, Cap. Oh, dude, <laughs> I was the one who said it was easy when I heard it. When do I sure. ever do that, Nebuary? Sure, Cap. I, well, I agree. I, I agree with the other bald guy. Well, unfortunately, you're both cocky and you're both absolutely correct. You know, <laughs> I, I'll believe the Cap had that answer on the 30th of February. Wow, which happens to be later this month, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll I'll say this: Um, has anybody ever seen Blair Witch Two? Yes, unfortunately, I have. Why, after watching the first one, would you dare consider watching the second? Hold on, okay, you can't talk, Mister. Oh, I liked Grease Two. Oh my god! And we have it on the podcast. We have it on the podcast. You cannot bullshit me on that one. I said I liked the motorcycle. You shouldn't like anything about that movie. You should enjoy it. The credits would have done. The motorcycle. I don't even think that's enjoyable because that means I watched any of it. Now the the first the the oddest part about the fact that I've seen Blair Witch Two, which is horrible, is that I've never seen the first Blair Witch. I've tried. I can't sit through that movie. Really? Yeah, and I hate almost every found footage film that it that it spurred into a genre i can't stand found footage films they're so, just they're all bad <laughs> yeah. I, I can't watch the blair witch project because of the motion sickness that it gives me oh i can yeah. see that too yeah that's another reason why i don't like it and i've been around ralph with motion sickness it's a real thing it's a yeah. real thing cloverfield yeah. I, I oh actually, god that's gonna be murder on you oh that was horrible oh, i yeah, went to yeah, the movie theaters one. and i heard the movie because i had to close oh. my eyes to watch it yeah, oh no, my that, goodness, that I'm so sorry much. in advance, bro. That's horrible. Yeah, man. Yeah. So wait, speaking of Ralph, Ralph, do you have any quick news? Um, quick news. Now that's that's the part where we say things that are new it, that's happening in the world and we do this it as quick not, as possible. This is, this is not Geeks on the Go. You don't have to stall. Are you sure? Because I feel like <laughs> I have to stall. It feels like you do. Okay, that means you have nothing. Okay, got it. Wait, wait, what if I do have something, but you're just you would have said it too late. You said it, exactly. Damn, like Mike taught me the last show. Just move along. It's okay. Can I appeal? <laughs> no. I'm taking this to the Supreme Court. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, they're going to be happy to see your brown face. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. I haven't even stated my case yet. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Wait. He he looks Spanish as hell. Get sort of my own. <laughs> no, they're, they're gonna be like, be like, I haven't seen my case. They're gonna be like, uh, uh, no, <laughs> that wasn't even Spanish. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, gentlemen. Let's let let's wrap it all up and let's actually talk about what we're here to talk about, which right. is what? I don't know. You're the one talking about it. Oh no. I, I, okay. Uh, well, first off, I have no quick news. Thank you very much. Nobody asked, but okay. We and never asked. Uh, <laughs> if, if we you wanted, make it sound like you guys are having a conversation and I just happen to barge in. Listen, if we I wanted know. your opinion, we would give it to you. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure about that. Well, anyway, let's talk about what we're here to talk about, which is Star Girl season two, also known as Summer School, and with a synopsis is the guy who probably will say I got the order of um, that title wrong. Mike, also known as MFG. Mike, say what you're going to say. It actually isn't also known as Summer School. It actually is. Stargirl Season 2 Summer School (laughs) is the first full season of the series after moving from the defunct streaming service DC Universe to the CW. Stargirl's alter ego, Courtney Whitmore, was created by Jeff Johns and Lee Motor and first appeared in Stars and Stripe number 0, way back in July 1999, where she originally took the codename Star Spangled Kid. Stargirl was created by Jeff Johns and David S. Goyer and first appeared in JSA All-Stars number four from October of 2003. Inspiration for the character was Jeff Johns' sister, Courtney, who died in the explosion of the TWA Flight 800 in 1996. Holy shit. Stargirl, Stargirl, season two, summer school, has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of... (laughs) Damn. I'm sorry, 100%. Um, what? <laughs> with an audience score of 86% and a Metacritic score that's still TBD. I don't understand what's up with Metacritic. I'm going to have to look for another aggregator at this point. So, <laughs> like, like I said before, remember this thing called money? Everybody wants to make it. I guess so. Metacritic, right. if you grease the right palms, you get 1,000% reviews. I suppose so. Yeah. All righty. Synopsis here. What happens when you beat every villain in town and save the nation from mind control? Well, if your grades slip, you go to summer school. (laughs) But that doesn't mean bad guys will wait until you pass your classes before starting something. Local mean girl and all-around murderous cow, Cindy Berman has gotten some big new bling and with some dangerous powers. Soon, Courtney and her reluctant teammates discover that it's not the flash of the gem, but the demon within that has everyone's evil coming out. The entity known as Eclipso is free from his prison and he wants to consume the entire earth in darkness and destruction. Luckily, season one's drawn out and completely uninteresting plot point in the form of the original Starman arrives in town just in time to remind our hero that the shine within her inner light will save the day. Did other teammates face challenges? Yes. Were they noteworthy? No. But there were some cool fight scenes, but not with Dr. Midnight. All right. <laughs> Starring Breck Bassinger as Stargirl, Luke Wilson as Pat Dugan Stripesy, Yvette Monreal as Yolanda Montez, Angelica Washington as Beth Chappell, Dr. Midnight, Cameron Gel- uh, Gelman as Rick Tyler, Our Man, Meg DeLacy as Cindy Berman, Shiv, Isa uh, Penrejo as Jennifer Lynn Hayden, aka Jade, Amy Smart as Barbara M- Whitmore, Trey Romano as Mike Dugan, Nick Tarabay as Eclipso. Joe McHale as Sylvester Pemberton, Starman. Neil Hopkins as Crusher Croc, 
the Sportsmaster, and Joy Osmanski as Paula Brooks, Tigress. All right. So let's get ready to talk about it. Stargirl, Summer School, Season 2. But before we even open our mouths, let's press that spoiler button that we've paid so much money for. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. And that spoiler warning was brought to you not by Richard Swift, a.k.a. The Shade. It was actually brought to you by Steve Francis of Stitch Productions. You like that one? It's okay. It's all right. Look, in the sky, is that shining light? It's Stush. Who's that on that pole? That's Stush. <laughs> oh, Stush can work it, man. Who's on that pole, Stush? Wow, okay. All right, gentlemen, let's start talking about it. Stargirl, season two. Um, so the season, I'll say this, just overall, the season, or at least the um, the themes... Seems a little bit darker and creepier. Had a, definitely a darker tone to it. Does it work for? Did you think it worked for the series, or um, did it need to be toned down a bit? It did not work for the series. Um, so I don't want this to sound like I'm hating because I'm not. Uh, it just did not work for the season. The, the <laughs> dark tones and lies. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> now the dark tones were great in their way. The lightness of the episodes were great, but combined they did not work well together. They, it, oh. it was a very uneven feel um the entire uh season and that's because it's like well you just one or the other if you if you want to make it family fun make it family fun do, do not kill some eight-year-old girl in your opening episode <laughs> you know like you just don't turn an eight-year-old girl to dust in your opening episode that's that's not the way to say this is a family fun show but if you but you know so either be family fun or not and i think the show just didn't it didn't realize i think what they were doing or if they did they made a lot of mistakes that way Rafi. Hmm. Can I get the question in the form of an answer? Oh my goodness, he he wasn't listening to me. I said the creepier, darker tone of season two. Does it work for the series? I was listening. I just like frustrating you. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> honestly, I didn't. I didn't really get a like too creepy vibe off of the this because it still felt kind of lighthearted and 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 like. And funny in, in many aspects. Sure, there were some dark uh, moments and elements, but I didn't really get like an overall dark sense to it. Um, whatever they did have, it, it it worked for the most part, you know? I think um, visually it was interesting. You know, there were some things that dealing with this kind of enemy, you know, you have to go dark, especially if you're doing something with Eclipso. Mm -hmm. But... Um, I'll say, I mean, I agree with Mike's point about um, there was an unevenness to it. I'll say they were trying to balance both. They're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They're trying to have it to be a show worthy to be on the CW, but also be dark enough for the, the kind of villain they had or they wanted to kind of up the ante of the story. Because you watch the first season, if you see on our, if you listen to our podcast where when we talked about Stargirl, it was a little more lighthearted. You know, there was some, mm -hmm. I, I, oh, actually, I'll take that back. Because there were two moments of season one that were like, whoa, whoa, did that just happen? Episode three, I'll say, but that's another right. story. But, you know, for the most part, it was pretty light. This one just felt like it was plenty dark. Well, I mean, you know, you figure, like I said, you 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 open with the death of an eight-year-old girl. So, I mean, like, just flat out. Like, you know, it's not, and it's not even one of those, like, 
But then when everything resolves, she came back into the. I nope. thought that was gonna happen too. <laughs> nope. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was like, oh, that's that's not her. Um, so between that, um, you had a child as the ultimate evil for quite a while. Um, then you have a wild girl. I mean, sorry, a wildcat, uh, like facing mental illness type stuff. You know, almost you know, almost feeling like a, a depressive to almost like a suicidal feel to her because she's dealing with what you know the death of a uh, brainwave, you know, right. stuff like that. Um, it was just, it was just, I felt like there was a lot of dark, which I'm not opposed to that, but just it's, yeah, it's just, I just didn't feel like the, the, the light balanced it out, you know. I feel like it bounced a little bit too back and forth, I think, yeah. you know, you know, but and then yeah. Cindy Berman, who even from season one, she she's not built to be the villain for this show because she she should be the villain on a more serious superhero show because she wants murder slash, that's all she wants, and you know, and it's like again, she doesn't she doesn't fit in uh with the Star Girl philosophy. And then of course we'll get to how that even wraps up, which makes me even matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I, was, I know yeah. you're gonna talk about that. And you yeah. know I have it in my notes. You know right. I have it in my notes. Um, but let's start off with the, I mean, like Mike said in the synopsis, you know, we, we, we start the series and you know, the, the the Injustice Society was obviously beaten last season and Icicle is shattered and all this stuff. So the young JSA has nothing to do. Courtney's bored as heck, so she's trying to find villains in every nook and cranny. Was Courtney as annoying as she was last season, or has she become a little bit more tolerable or a little bit more understandable in regards to her intent? All right, stand back, Mike. I got this one. She was crazy annoying, like, <laughs> like to the point where the, the writers are like, how much more annoying can we make her? No, no, no. Let's take it up a notch make her as annoying as it is to stare at the sun. It was ridiculous. Like, like honestly, it felt like she wasn't comprehending how she was acting. Like, are you fucking serious? Like you going around forcing your, your friends who are clearly tired to keep looking for trouble when there's nothing going on. Like what the fuck is going on? Like, come on, come on. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, she had her annoyingness, which, you know, definitely uh, like Ralph just pointed out. She they did better only because of the fact that the parents know what's going on. Well, yeah, her mother knows what's going on and, and stepfather knows what's going on. Parents going on. of the year. Um, yeah. Uh, so she uh, like so she wasn't as blatantly dismissive of them, which really pissed me off in the first season. Where because I because I hate that. And you know we talked about that in Heroes, where it's like, oh, it's so cool that I don't even listen to my parents, and then I get into worse trouble, and then I get people killed. It's like you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, that was better only because of the, the fact that they know what she's doing, and you know. Um, encouraging, of course, was another story, but that's, you know, that's plot. Um, I didn't find her quite as annoying this time around as Ralph did, but yes, I still found her annoying, but not, again, in a way to put me off the show. It's just, I think they think it's a bubbliness that's infectious when it's like, no, it's just really grating. <laughs> you know? Don't get me wrong. I love the actress. She did a great job. But yeah. It's just that the initial annoyingness. Like, and it also, like, it took her so long. Like, he... I'll get to the part that like really okay. pissed me off later, but you, right. you go, Cap. You go. Right. I mean, I was gonna say that you know, um, she was more annoying, but I kind of feel like, and I know Mike, Mike, and I always will go back and forth about this. I'm like, you know what? You're writing a teen. You're writing a teen hero, and you know she, you know she's annoying. That's what teens are. Sorry to say this. My daughter hears this this podcast ten years from now. I'm gonna say it also, Riley. You're annoying. And that, your honor, is why I killed him. <laughs> but also, like, well, I mean, you know, she's like, got yeah, a point. She, she's an annoying. She's, you know, um, 
you know, but, court the, but, but the thing is, no, I'm sorry, though. That annoying thing is that is an adult writing a teenager. Mm-hmm. Teenagers have their annoyance like anyone. But no teenagers are like this. They took this, it to another level. Uh, yeah. Because, because, because again, this is- I'll like agree to disagree thing. with yeah. you because, because I parent, definitely know a lot of- Because know. the beginning thing is, because I mean, we've all had moments where, especially like in the beginning where she's like, we, we can still hang out. And I get that because she's excited about, I'm a hero now. We can do things. We got powers. And everybody's like, nah, I go home. You know, we've we've all had that moment where we're hanging out with friends and that one friend's like, let's still hang out. Like, yo, it's three in the morning. Get but the, but the thing here. is, though, it's like, that's the thing. You have those moments. She's perpetual. That's how they write her. And that's my thing. Because remember, the other people she's talking to, they're also teenagers. How come they're yeah, not? But, but they're also annoying. different. They're not all right. the same. They're right. not one right. note. But, Right, but 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 she is one note. That's the problem. I, I, <laughs> you know? She in the beginning, she's one note because that's where she is at that time. That's not. I mean, she's annoying for different reasons. She's not doing the same thing the entire time. She's annoying for different reasons, you know, throughout the series. But she's not, you know, doing the same things over and over. I don't feel she wasn't doing the same things over and over. She was annoying for a lot of it, but the beginning, that motivation, you know, we've seen that trope before. You know, like moving from mm-hmm. one season to another. Wow, there's nothing going on. What do we do? You know, right. we've seen The Flash. We've seen it in other series where they've done it. You know, I was just wondering, because I know that, Mike, you were really hell-bent on, yo, Courtney's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was, <laughs> I was curious how how well that you, I mean, how much you felt that way, but I didn't realize Ralph would move you out the way to double down. Well, because, <laughs> listen, so the, the stupidest thing was, Eclipto tells Eclipso. her. Eclipto, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> tells her directly i want you to hate me that's my ultimate plan this is what i want and he gets her to say i hate you yeah. like could you like <laughs> just not like, but also even though we've jumped at what I, what I do love is that it's like if your power is to you know siphon off that hate blah blah blah, blah if i do hate you why do i need to tell you like, like literally somehow me going, I hate you. Aha! It's like, that was, well, that was like, bad writing. Like, that it's was... not like it's a magic word, like, you know, abracadabra or, you know, like, it's like, so then she was feeling the hate for you anyway. Uh, <laughs> I felt like that was written really poorly. That's yeah. what I felt like. I feel like it was written really poorly because yeah. you didn't have to have her say, I hate you. You could have built to it differently, which I was going to mention a little bit that they built, they, they built to it way too fast at a certain, at a certain point. They were trying to give him the inklings of, you know, he feeds off hate and da 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 da, but it built so slow, and then all of a sudden, they just kind of rushed it. Yeah, he's, he's a negative vampire, and, and, and instead of uh, needing permission to enter your house, he needs permission to suck your soul away. I, <laughs> can I suck your soul? Sure. Well, <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about that being some people's Saturday nights. That's another story, and soul is a euphemism. But okay, um, <laughs> let's go back before we even talk about Ecl- uh, uh, Eclipso. Let's go back to a second to talk about the beginning. And let's talk about right when you thought there were going to be no other heroes you could introduce because you got four or five with Stripesy. Then they introduced Jay, a.k.a. Jenny, the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, how were you um, with her inclusion and how they made the ring look and work? I mean, her inclusion was fine uh, initially. Then it's like, it's one of those where you're like, Ah, you've written a powerful character and you don't know what to do with her. Doing. You know, oh, she's just going to go away now. That's convenient. <laughs> you know, um, 
otherwise I was fine for the most part with it. The ring looked nice, you know, it was just nice to see that. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a horrible design of a ring, but that's the ring and that looked just fine. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, I, I, I didn't like the way they had her power working though. That was just weird. I mean, I know yeah. that she's, cause she's not like standard Green Lantern, that's fine, cause she's not, uh, you know, she- Cause she's Alan Scott, yeah. Right, right, they get their power through something else and then she accidentally is, is somehow birth linked to it as opposed to needing the ring for it. And that's fine, but like, it just, it just felt like, again, that they just didn't know how to write the character, but they felt like they needed to introduce it. You know. All right, Ralph. Okay, so, well, as, as Ralph kind of takes a, a breather, um, I'll just say that I felt that, um, when it came when it came to her, it's exactly what Mike said. The idea of she was really powerful, and when they had her go away, like she comes in the episode and then she's gone for a bunch. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you just got rid of her like that. <laughs> and I, now I'm sort of recognize when writers do it. I'm like, oh, you just didn't know what to do, or you know, you, yeah. you, you she's definitely going to be used later on. Wink, wink. You know, right. so I, Ralph, I feel like either one of two things was going on. They're trying to use her to jumpstart a spinoff or they're just they they weren't prepared to have her in this story right now because she's too powerful. Mm -hmm. And they um, just wanted to introduce her, have her ready, keep her in the back pocket and then bring her in for the third season for for something even crazier. You know, because right, it looks possible that that uh, that symbol was so familiar. I know I saw it somewhere where the, the home where the brother was being held. You know what organization that is? I'm not sure of the symbol right offhand, but when say. when they go to find Jade at the uh, orphanage or the like the foster home that her brother's being held at, okay. there was a symbol in in the in the in the front of the building that it looks like an S kind of, but with like a, a line through it. I think I know the symbol. I just don't remember it clearly enough. But what's it for? I, I, I honestly. Oh, you were asking. I thought no, you were well, asking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not one of those questions you had the answers for. He's just oh, asking the now question. We know like the third season is going to involve them. Probably, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, that's what we got. What they're pushing towards is the whether they'll do it or not is the idea of the uh, Infinity Inc. Yeah. Uh, because they've now introduced Mister uh, Mister Bones uh, with his invisible cyanide skin, which would be curious if they keep that. You know, we now have Jade. Uh, we have Star Girl. Um, you know, Jay is obviously looking for her brother, uh, Todd, who is uh, Obsidian. Uh, he controls darkness and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see right. if they if they go towards that idea, even if they don't, because then that might be a spinoff that they're trying to get. That would, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. As a group, that would make sense. more so than, because uh, I don't think, at least what they've written, Jade would not make her own series at all. Like she would not be interesting, but they have Infinity Inc. That would be kind of interesting to see right. what they would do with that. And just when we thought we were just gonna have that as the only hero, we and and mind you, they've hinted at this last season. We get an introduction to Thunderbolt. Yes. Um. Now I'm gonna Thunder. ask. I'm gonna ask this because I know that I don't know if Ralph's as familiar, but I know Mike was because Mike called it out last season. Um. Is this version of Thunderbolt accurate to the comic? And how did you feel about, you know, how, the, how the Thunderbolt? Sure? No. Yeah. No, the Thunderbolt is not. <laughs> was not kicked in the head by a mule at an early age. <laughs> and, oh, wow. Wow. Uh, and sorry for those who have been kicked in the head by a mule at an early age. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Put fear in your life, didn't it? Um, <laughs> no, uh, I mean, it's, 
it's again, it just felt very kiddish and, and I get it. It's, it's for a younger audience. I, it was just, it was getting to be annoying. Cause I'm like, come on. If you're telling me you have to write out like a 3000 page essay to get one thing done, but yet Johnny Thunder somehow managed to be able to get it to work. It's like, there's gotta be a fine line between like, you know, the, the whole Aladdin, you know, having fun where the genie does exactly what it wants, but it kind of just screws. It's like, why would it want to? You know, why does it want to screw you up? You know? And it was, and it was, um, as we will talk later on, it was um, a matter of convenience. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It could obviously do, it could actually understand when time is right to do something, <laughs> you know, but otherwise it just goofed off everything. And I'm like, eh, eh. <laughs> Ralph, but, but I mean, nonetheless, I was happy to see the Thunder. The thunder okay. And, and Ralph, were you familiar with, um, with the Thunder before um, um, they showed him in the series? So when we did our initial review of season one mm -hmm. and Mike said, Joaquin Thunder, I'm like, that sounds like a good aftershave. Um, <laughs> I should probably look this up and see what it is. And I did a little bit of research and I'm like, okay. oh, it's, this is an interesting character. And then I see yeah. what they did in season two. I'm like, huh, it, I, this is an interesting character? Yeah. <laughs> You're asking me to get a question mark. Yeah, I mean, like, as far I mean, there could have been more, but I mean, I'm aware of three Johnny or three Thunders so far. There's, there's the original Johnny Thunder from the JSA. Then there was a woman. This was, I think, in the 80s, early 90s. But there was a woman, Johnny Thunder with uh, Johnny with an I, uh, Thunder. Uh, she ended up with the Thunderbolt, and then Joaquin eventually uh, ended up with the Thunderbolt. All right, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love I love your confidence in that for both of you. Uh, no, that's the uh, what you say to get the genie out. Oh, so cool! Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about it. it. Was so forgettable. I thought he only did it twice. So cool. In the in the comics, you have to actually read it all the time. <laughs> yeah, you get used to it. Um. So moving on with the plot. Um. So basically, they kind of bring up the fact that Cindy Berman, aka Shiv, has the black diamond in her possession, and she's plotting to get this group of villains together. You know, this group of villains that are the kin of the um injustice society their sons and daughters and whatever to to, to bring them together was this a waste of a, of a storyline or is it just me god yes first of all why the um the violin wasn't it the fiddler i'm sorry wasn't impressive as an adult <laughs> he's less impressive i'm like okay it's not an interesting character drop it you know like at no point in the fight do i want to rely on a person with a violin as my backup you know and and i thought um what is she supposed to be is, i know her her actual name is artemis but is she is that her code name i always forget the, it the is daughter is that's also her code name because that's her yeah. name actually as well but like artemis Croc, like it's like okay she's way overpowered for what she's supposed to be and still pointless it's yeah so it's just it was one of these things where it just felt like a waste of my time watching these characters bind together, you know. Artemis seemed like she was uh, breastfed steroids from a young. Yeah, uh, pretty much from, <laughs> from, from the womb. Like most much. people suckle their mom's breast, she was at least suckling a testicle. <laughs> you know, all <laughs> the testosterone because she she like flipped over the the dude when they were playing football. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, it, it just and, oh, and that episode itself though. I mean, it was cute, but it was also just like. Uh, when the parents broke out of jail just to see her play. And I'm like, really? Really? That's and then you're going back because you don't want to seem like bad parents. <laughs> you know, like you're in jail for trying to take over the world. <laughs> you're bad parents. 
did uh did anybody else get like a, a guy Richie uh feel when uh um uh, what's her name when Shiv was uh was getting the the team together? Like what do you mean? Because <laughs> you, you mean know, like 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 every, every guy Richie film when there's like a, a getting a crew together it's like oh I mm-hmm. got just the guy you know oh yeah and then you go and you see like a, a cutscene <laughs> where you, you see the guy doing this thing. And every time she was getting someone together, like it felt like she was doing like a, a Guy Ritchie film. Well, or something. well, what did I stress when I said when before the Justice League even came out, the the even the even the first version of it, like there is no I shouldn't say no. There's it's almost impossible to write a good getting the gang together scene. It never works well because clearly the, Guy Ritchie's got it down pat. Yeah, he does better <laughs> definitely, but it's it's but it's it's that whole because whenever they're gathering the team, they're always at like somehow their best. Like, oh, this, per- look at it. They're un- unstoppable. And then once the team is gathered together, they're knocked down by like, a, you know, a two-year-old. With, you know, with the because, you know, conflict. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's always something silly like that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I thought that, that that team building just felt like, well, we need to have a team because there's a team here. And yeah, now that, that yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> now, so now conversely, because you have Cindy, you have Cindy Byrne with the Black Diamond and we get introduced to the idea of, of Eclipso and that, you know, he's in the diamond, he, you know, possess, he can possess people, make people see things. And that was pretty cool. But mm-hmm. speaking of teams, let's just go really quick to the other side with our team, because, we, you know, we talked about um, Courtney and we talked about Green Lantern, who was really not part of the team, whatever. Um, out of the entire team, because Mike mentioned it in the, in the synopsis, he said that, um, if I'm correct, that everybody else on the team didn't have a really interesting subplot. So let me ask you, because it was actually written in my notes, who had the most interesting out of the three subplot? Was it Yolanda's PTSD? Was it um, Rick's search for Grundy and also his issues with you know, school and home life and all that stuff? Or Beth's issues at home with her parents? And also the Dr. Midnight goggles not working stuff. Honestly, that's like asking uh, which of the best three turds came out of your butt. I literally was about to say that's like choosing between three turds as my best option. (laughs) I actually was about to say that none of them were good. It's just that they weren't always as horrible as it was between the next one. You know, I mean, it's like Rick's Rick's probably would have been the most interesting because that was about like you know, trying to resolve wanting vengeance and blah, 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 and realizing that Grundy is a tool and, and is more just like an animal that it's like, it's like almost like a dogfight animal, you know, yeah. like it's not that violent. It was just made to be violent, that, that but it was like, done so poorly. That, <laughs> you know? that one gave me a uh, old yeller vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so, I mean, like, but it just was done badly. That would have probably been for me, the PTSD thing, it felt like, you know, teens today, they have hardships and, you know, they flash back to bad decisions. Let's make it, and it, and it felt like some PSA, but not a good one, <laughs> you know? Um, and then it felt like they just kind of, there, there, there did, you know, to the resolution anyhow. Um, and then, oh, and then Beth and the divorce, it's like, if I was her folks, I'd leave her too. Like, I mean, they'd be like, oh, we're not divorcing. We're just leaving you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not, you're super not, annoying. Not to get too ahead, but the most interesting of Beth was when 
when Eclipso actually escapes, we'll get to that in a second, when Eclipso escapes and he gets a hold of every single one of them, when he gets a hold of Beth, I kind of like that whole thing going on where he's examining like how she's lied and how she's, you know, taking things upon herself and, you know, like examine how she is with her parents. I'm like, I kind of like that. I, I, I like that. But in regards to all three subplots, they were kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, because if you make, I think the way they wrote it, they needed to keep it short. But if you keep it short, you can't really get right. deeper into, you know, if you leave right. it, if you keep it short and leave it as is, you can't get deep into character development. Right. But if you kind of prolong it and make it long the way it's written, it, it, it's redundant. A lot of it's redundant. A lot right. of their stuff, maybe Rick's wasn't redundant, but Yolanda's was kind of redundant mm -hmm. and Beth's was definitely redundant. Right. When she wasn't looking at the goggles, she's looking at the divorce papers. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now it was just a lot. And then, and then, I mean, the one, two, three sweep was Mike Dugan, well, you know, like, you know, and then I ended up killing, you know, like the, the, uh, the, the icicle and everyone's like, oh. <laughs> so anyhow, you're like, this kid just killed somebody. Like, like and, you're, and now you're just thinking he might be suffering some psychological, not damage, eh, from it. <laughs> like, and then when, it, when he talks about it, they all like, oh. I'm like, I've given more reaction when I realized that I have cold cereal and no milk. <laughs> I've been more upset at that. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I thought they were gonna do more, Mike. When they yeah. uh, introduced like, like when well, Cindy, when, when... Cindy's like, I have to have him like on my team. I'm like, why not? Yeah, he has no ability. He has no nothing. <laughs> He's an annoying kid. That that if again, if I was Pat, I would have been like, oh well, you got him now. <laughs> and, and that's my and that's my thing about that 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 plot where when when Berman when Cindy Berman was bringing all those people together, I'm like, but well, why Mike? Why do you need Mike? If you would explained it, or if it would have been like right. a, a, a thought out plan that maybe was thwarted later on. Right. Okay, fine, but it wasn't even explained. He didn't he didn't even have the power of thunder, yeah. you know, at that point. Right. And it's right, even right, even when they, they had her because that was at the end of season one, wasn't it? Where she put out like the the, the faces of who she wanted. Wasn't that the end of season one? No, I don't remember the end of season one, but no, it they showed oh, no, that, was, that was uh during episode one, oh. episode one of season two. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. I felt like for some reason that with that idea was introduced at the end of it all, but yeah, it was just it was just pointless. I, I didn't even understand that, and then they did nothing with it, <laughs> you right? Know? All right, so, yeah. So, so now in regards to the villains, we got a couple of people, I'll say villains in quotes, we got a couple of people introduced. I mean, they introduced um, um, Richard Swift, aka The Shade. Yeah, and they introduced Eclipso. Right. Um, are either of these two more interesting than the Injustice Society from last year? Or last yes. season, excuse me. <laughs> Everybody's more interesting than they were. Uh, well, but no one was more interesting than the gambler. Now, um, <laughs> even they were like, he got away. Everyone was like, we don't care. <laughs> you know? hey, no one cared that he got away. Um, they're like, what's he going to do? Open up a fried chicken joint? <laughs> the only Aww. customer he's going to have is Rick. <laughs> you know? Because he's feeding it to Grundy. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, they were both more. I mean, Eclipso was cool. I mean, not, again, fleshed out enough. Uh, I think he was cooler when he was the kid because he just seemed more evil. But, but you know, that's that their kid. Children. <laughs> that evil. kid, man. His parents probably let him go right after that. They were like, we enjoyed the money, but you look too evil. Bye. Mm -hmm. um, but um, no, I thought Shade. I mean, Shade definitely you could feel was a much better developed. Because he's also much better developed in the comic. I mean, he's had his own everything. Like, he used to be a half-dimensional flash villain you know oh, wow that that when they decided to make starman and, and the comic book later on and, and really got into it that's when they made shade more of a 
anti-hero, if you want to say. Like, he just kind of like, you know, he, they made him kind of like Catwoman. I do bad things sometimes, but I'm not a bad person. What you know, me? When, when, uh, <laughs> when he came in, what I heard um, in my head for some reason was, I'm not bad. I'm just drawing. I'm just that drawing way. that way. Oh, How did I know? I didn't know you were gonna say that, but okay. Dude, I, it's, it's all I kept hearing because he's like, uh, <clears throat> he's like, I, I'm not here to fight with you, youngsters. Whatever, just get out of my way. <laughs> Speak. Speaking of fights. Um, how are we with with the Eclipso and 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 the big fight scene? Like, there's a fight scene where Eclipso meets up, you know, and and he fights, you know, um, you know, um, Cindy Berman and her crew, and simultaneously fighting. Um, it was probably one of the better fights they had in the season. It was yeah, a good fight was, scene. You know, it wasn't great, but it was definitely good. I enjoyed it. I, I thought that was a decent fight scene. You know, and like, oh man, Beth, she really stood her ground, and uh, she's a horrible character. <laughs> oh man, I want to like her, but like they, they don't give me anything to grab. I mean, I don't. The thing is, I don't want them to in season three be like, and then Beth trained for ages, and now she's a kick-ass ninja fighter. I don't want that. But it, like, it's her. Kind, she has I no mean, practical and, skills. Yeah, well, she yeah, exactly, and like, it's like her entire skill set is her glasses, and right. then they try and be like, no, you're more than your glasses, and I'm like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> you know because at least in the comics like like she is an actual doctor like she's an actual physician right. who then stumbles upon like dr midnight blah 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 gets blinded in an accident and then becomes you know that because that's the way everything works in comics she gets um, blinded also yeah yeah wow. like yeah she gets blinded and then i think eventually she gets her sight i don't know something else happens but nonetheless the point is at least if she has no power then she at least is a doctor Right. That is just an annoying high school student that we don't even know if she's like, like you know, um, valedictorian. We like, like they haven't even stressed that she's super smart or anything. She's just this annoying kid. And I mean, and part of me relates. I mean, I relate to that loneliness or feeling. Absolutely, like, you know, yeah. definitely that part I relate to. But that seems to be all we have of her. She serves with, like literally any human being could put on those glasses and be like, "I'm now Doctor Midnighter," because it requires nothing from her. Right. You know, like, you know, so I, I don't know what it is with that character and what they plan on doing, but I'm like, do something soon or, you know, I hate to lose a minority on, on a set, but it's like, then get rid of her. I, I don't know what else you want to do here. You know, <laughs> DC calls Mike's up, Mike up and says, yo, you, we got our hands tied. You want us to keep the minority <laughs> <laughs> and make her interesting? We can't do it both ways. Well, I mean, well, I mean, if DC gets their hands on it too much, season three, she's going to be addicted to drugs and then probably a prostitute wow. for a while, thrown in jail, then she'll recover and then she'll be good. Then there'll be two poles, one one with Courtney and one with her. Then, <laughs> then she'll repent and find Jesus. Right. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> um, mo moving a little bit, let's talk about the Shadowlands for a second, just real quick. Is it me or the fact? And because it's another Berlanti production, is the Shadowlands almost the same look and feel as the Afterlife of the Titan season three? Or just, yeah, we only have we only have right. one lens camera. Well, no, this they they had a brighter lens camera in the afterlife in the Titans. Here we used oh. a dark lens camera. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, they, they they didn't have much to go with. They were like, we could be inventive. I mean, let's just put it this way. And Ralph knows this one. It could be Limbo from Supernatural. You mean oh, that forest? <laughs> you mean that forest? <laughs> but you put a dark lens cap on. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, like so they, they didn't they didn't try very hard. They were just like. We could spend a lot of money and budget on this or not give a fuck. Right. <laughs> I think they did the not give a fuck part. 
<laughs> How many hands up do we have for that? No one's even listening to me. Then we just go with the not giving a fuck. <laughs> and were were we surprised that they were actually bringing back Doctor Midnight? Not yeah. even a little bit. Really? Not not once. Um, once they could remember they pre, they you know how they do those previews from like previously in episode one of season yeah. one, and you saw him dragged into the darkness. And when Shade was like, "I was there," I was like, "Uh, well, he he tried to save him." And then I'm like, and then I'm thinking, well, as I was thinking, I'm like, and as Shade, he didn't bother to double check. <laughs> He's like, oh, I didn't bother to double check. <laughs> but him getting them out of there, which was one, two, three, I'm like, really? It was that easy? That easy. A movie theater? <laughs> like, you mean like, with his hand up saying, Jesus? Sorry. Yeah, that's, pretty much. Like, I, the only thing I was waiting, I was still waiting for Arnold Schwarzenegger to come out as the last action hero. <laughs> that was the only thing missing from that screen at oh, that point. <laughs> Classic. Well, and because because it feels like once we got to the second half, once we because we get we get to the first half and the, and the first half is uh, of of the series is all the way up to Eclipso escaping from you know the, the 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 diamond being broken and Eclipso escaping and caught, and wrecking havoc all around town, and then obviously some people being sucked into the Shadowlands and. We explore that more. Um, but I also felt like also the midway point was the team being quote unquote broken up. Was right. that necessary? Not the way they did it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just like, you know, it'd be like being mad at your best friend. And then like an hour later, you're out playing with the basketball again. That's what it felt like, except it was a plot point. <laughs> you know? the, the Yolanda's turnaround was like so quick. It was like, wait, I thought you, oh, no, you're back. Just, just because yeah. you hate that chick. Oh, yeah. okay. That that makes yeah. perfect sense. So now you're fine, right? Your your head is good. You're on straight. You're good yep. with the killing. All right, cool. <laughs> it was very. That's all venomous. I am. I'm a killer. Stop killing people. <laughs> there was a couple of things that I felt like they wound it up too quick, yeah. in my opinion. And um, which trope was more unnecessary? Um, last season's villain becoming this season's team up, or 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 the villain plot. To combine both our world and their dimension, which one was the most, un the more unnecessary? The most unappealing uh, is the villain joining the team. I, I can't stand it. I really can't stand it. The minute I saw it, I was gonna, I was gonna text you. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna text you, Mike. Have you got to this point yet? Because bro, I think I finished it before you guys did. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, dude. I was so excited when they, when they broke the gem. And Cindy was sucked away, and we assumed everybody died that was sucked into that that tar pit thing. I was happy. I'm like, because she's an unnecessary villain. Like it's it's either you defeat her and she's gone, like all the other villains, or I don't even know. There's really no or because again, I, it's another thing too that like I, I think um, Joss Whedon, and we know he's going through a lot of problems. So I hate to to tout him for his successes, but like did well with Buffy. There was always a new villain. Right. The major, I'm not talking about a general bad, but the major bad was always defeated. Because like Angel unfortunately proved, if your major bad is not defeated, you either end up working alongside them or with them or for them. Right. You know, and I mean, and have we not seen and, and comic books can prove it? I mean, not we have countless examples of that, Magneto with the X-Men, or even worse, not too many, what just a couple of years ago, um, Lex Luthor, the head of the JLA. Mm -hmm. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, like at, at this point, just what is even the purpose of secret identities? What's the purpose of villains and, and heroes at that point? Just kick rocks. Yeah. A guy that has mass murdered people left and right and tried to kill all of you. Sure, he's heading the team. 
and then you'll <laughs> we'll fight and save him <laughs> you know yeah I, i'm done with all that i think the the worst trope really was that the way to save the day was essentially oh. love or self-love or self-realization of love right or the at least the belief in yourself you have to believe in yourself your own inner light will save the day yeah. you took two seasons to <laughs> to come in with that crap, Joel McHale. <laughs> That's the only the only thing worse than that. And I love this show. The only thing worse than that. And again, Ralph backed me up. I went out of 15 seasons, probably the last six seasons of the of Supernatural. Family. Yeah. You can all work it out if it's family. It's You're always like, family. That's the answer to everything. <laughs> you know? So they were fast and the furious before fast and the furious was fast yes. and the furious. Oh pretty, my god. Pretty much, pretty much. So yeah. it, when 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 Joe McHale was uh helping her find the light within her, um I, I swear to God, I oh, I expected um you ever watch Community? Yeah. Um yeah. what's what's the name of the, the Oh don't get into that. The, I didn't the church that lady. Movie. Oh anyways. I, so I, yeah. I expected I her to show up singing this little light of mine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Good call. Come, her, come on, Courtney. This little light of mine. <laughs> that was just so cheesy. I was just like, really? This was your entire purpose? <laughs> I don't know if that annoyed me more, or like I mentioned earlier, that the star girl being possessed by Eclipso was so rushed. Yes. I felt like that was so it was like, oh, and here's what we're gonna see. We're gonna see her become you know, evil, and, and you know, and they tied in all these things that they've been kind of throwing as nuggets. You must kill the host in order to get rid of Eclipso right. and all these other things. But I was like, really? You're gonna, she's gonna become Eclipso and really? And then just poof out. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Joe McHale to show up to go, you can do it, Courtney. <laughs> uh, oh, that was it. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We all could have said that, but I guess it means something coming from someone she's literally never met before. <laughs> and I know, and I don't want to like rush us, but I know that we're kind of short on time. But there's a couple of things. That, um, there's one thing I definitely wanted to ask you: What did you guys think of the way Solomon Grundy looked? Because you finally got to look at him. Last season, you got bits and pieces of how he looked. How did you like the way the CGI worked with him? They they went too far, like on the gorilla side it was it was too much like solomon grundy isn't so massive like that right you know like they yeah they, they jacked him up a lot more than normal you know but yeah, they, they should have kept more of of the humanoid shape giving him some muscles but not to that extent well i i mean for me i think about the super friends and i remember him being as big as grod and right. grod's big yeah but so. he was in the super friends he was just like massive tall you white hulk yeah but yeah. he he was well proportioned he was well proportioned though this one it seemed like someone said all right if we were to give him steroids he would only do arms right he wouldn't do legs <laughs> so he's mike right so, <laughs> so we'll, we'll just make him mike <laughs> and that was it yeah but i wasn't honky hulk <laughs> you weren't honking on that for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, it didn't. His look didn't bother me one way or the other. It was just that whole, like I said, just you know, like I'll feed you apples and fried chicken, and somehow we're best friends. I don't know. Oh, the other that works, I guess. He even tried putting them down. It was yeah. it was a little weird, but I mean, I I I was I kind of like I like the look because we got a, finally a, a a a live action version of Grundy that wasn't the one from Gotham. 
Oh God, that was horrible. That wig just was too. Oh much. my gosh. So I'm like, anything outside of that, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. But how did you feel about the 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 other end part? Like, so we had Cindy joining oh. the team, and then you had the next door neighbors. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> next season. Hey guys, we're moving Freddy. in. Then I, then I saw. No, what got me was yes, I saw that, and I was like, holy smokes. You know that the 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 Crocs moved in. Yeah. So the Sportsmaster and Tigress, the, the mother and father of Artemis, are now the next door neighbors who are somehow legally out of jail or something. Like, and you're like, why did they go to jail then? Like, what? Oh well, you served a month. You're out. <laughs> and take the Joker with you. What made me <laughs> laugh? And like, oh no, they're really doing this. Star Girl frenemies yeah. i was like what season three is frenemies i'm like oh lord man i mean again i guess like i said just if you're going to go for it then dip all the way into it don't don't try and back and forth it it's like like just like i mean again and and it really is grown worthy at times but uh legends of tomorrow they were like screw this crap we are just going to go in for like self-reverent you know like like yeah. just crap and we know it's crap, but we're going to have a good old time with it. And the only time anything good and good acting is going to happen is when, uh, when uh, Constantine is on the screen. <laughs> That's literally it. That's the only time anything worthwhile ever happens. You know? <laughs> but the second ending definitely was like, oh, okay. Cause I was wondering, they, they didn't go back to the whole um, Jade's brother being there and then the nurse saying, oh yeah, he really wasn't there. Right. I mean, he was really there. He, he didn't leave. So, I, I mean, as much as we nitpicked this, I enjoyed it. I mean, oh, I still not, did enjoy it. I mean, I it has a lot of problems, but I try trying to accept it for what it is, even if though it's having trouble figuring out what it is. Yeah. And know? what about you, Ralph? Overall, overall vibe. Once Courtney stopped being as annoying as she was in the first few episodes, oh, it got better. You know, okay. except except for that very end where I want you. My ultimate goal is to make you hate me and for you to say it. So I can gain power. <laughs> now say it. Come on, say it. Mouth. I'll never say, say it. it. It's like he was saying, say my name. Say my name, bitch. <laughs> whoa, whoa. That's what it sounded like. Uh, all right, guys. Are there anything else we want to add before we go to renaming and ratings? Nah. All right. All right. Renaming the series. Ralph, you want to go first? No, no. You can go first. I'll give you the sounder this time. Sure, of course. It feels like every time is this time. Um, okay. Renaming the series. Star Girl, don't become a hero. Suiting up can give you demons. <laughs> or I'll go with the other one. Star Girl, stay away from that creepy little blonde kid with a laugh. <laughs> Ralph. Star Girl, diamonds are not girl's best friend. Oh, okay, all right. That was actually pretty clever. Okay. Nice. Uh, I give it Star Girl Season 2, The Summer of Bad Parenting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. Ratings. For Stargirl Season 2, Summer School, Ralph? I give Stargirl Season 2, Summer School. Seven, was the Fiddler even, like, necessary? Out of ten. <laughs> it's funny because uh, Lady J, shout out to Lady J, told me that. She was like, um, the Fiddler, is he like a bootleg Riddler? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> It'd be more frightening if his name was the Diddler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to give Star Girl season two, seven and a half. Let's play a game called Whose Life Did You Ruin out of 10. I thought that was kind of a <laughs> funny line that kid said that. I was like, wow, you're effed up, <laughs> Mike. I give it seven and a half KFC. 
for when you don't know how to say you killed my parents out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So there you have it. Stargirl season two, summer school season three, frenemies. I'm, we'll see how this goes, but Hey guys, don't go anywhere. Rocket review is next. Yo, yo, yo. This is the cap with my rocket review. In this entry, I'll be reviewing the movie My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising from 2019. Not to be mistaken for the newly released My Hero movie, World Heroes Mission from 2021. At one hour, 44 minutes long, this feature is the second movie in the My Hero franchise. Basically, here's how it goes. Our hero Deku, a.k.a. Izuku Midoriya, and the rest of his superpowered classmates of Class 1A are doing a work study on an island where it seems to be, it seems like every resident needs superhero help for basically everything, <laughs> from mowing the lawn to cleaning toilets. On this island, Deku and his frenemy, Bakugo, meet two little kids that are in desperate need of protection from the villain Nine and his henchmen that are hunting these kids down. After Deku and Bakugo get their butts handed to them, the entire class of 1A band together to try and thwart the villain's plan. I would probably recommend watching a few seasons of My Hero Academia before watching the movie, but the feature by itself will not leave you too lost if you haven't catched up on the series. The action is nonstop, the characters are consistent with the show, and the buildup to the climax is well-paced. Is this a movie that feels like a really long episode of the show? Not at all. It actually definitely feels like something special is going on. The only downside about this movie is that it probably is not recognized as canon. I'll give it eight and a half Detroit smash out of 10. Now for Geeks on the Go. Geeks on the Go. I can show you how to use that rock. <laughs> that was clever. Okay, Ralph. Good job. All right. All right, everyone. You know the segment. You know what we're here to do. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we make it under a minute whenever Ralph decides not to sabotage. It, that, that's what I should just call it. Should we call Geeks on the Go? Should we call Geeks on the Let's see how Ralph feels today. Sabotage? I take offense to these. You say I sabotage. How dare you? It sounded like a really bad Pepe Le Pew impersonation. Pepe Le Pew? But that was accused of, of spying for the enemy? Sabadouche. <laughs> How dare you, sir? Oh, goodness. Ready, set, go. WB's new movie, The Batman, is rumored to be a three-hour affair. Is this overkill? Mike? It's as long as this question. Uh, as long as Batman doesn't glitter in the sunlight, I'll watch it. All right. Oh, <laughs> Ralph. No, Overkill is actually a pretty good song. I think this is just too much time. <laughs> nice. All right. Is Invincible good enough to have its own feature film soon, or does it need to wait for the cartoon to be done? Ralph. I think Invincible is good to have whatever it wants, man. I think it just, you know, take all my money. I take agree. it out. Mike. Nope. Live action TV series, not a movie. Oh, wow. Okay. And name three Marvel properties that should be R-rated films besides Deadpool. Ralph. Um, what's that one? The New Mutants? Um, hold on. I had another one. Now, hold on. Pass. Mike. Pass. All right. Mike. Next wave, because it's funny. Marvel 1602, because it's fake history. And Tomb of Dracula, because it's creepy. Oh, we got it there under the minute. Yes. Oh. 
Oh, I was gonna say Craven. Any, oh, any, anything okay. with Craven, like you should definitely have a Craven movie, and I would watch that. Well, Craven, or even just redoing the um, like properly redoing the Last Hunt. Yeah, you know, yes, because that would be yes. a very heavy movie. Like doing it properly would be good. That would be cool. And a uh, um, who am I thinking of? Uh, is it me naked rubbing no. oil all over my body? Oh, no, that's gosh. that's for later tonight. Ah, uh, hey. oh, bad monkeys, bad monkeys, bad monkeys. <laughs> um, Punisher, or uh, there we go. Look up. Damn it, I had one more. Pass, pass, mm. pass. We're over and done. And that was also the third one. You didn't need another one. Yeah, but I wanted but, to give one more, Mike. I'm an overachiever that way. You know but what? You under, but you underachieved trying to do that. That's why I'm um, I'm perfectly balanced. <laughs> All right, perfectly balanced. Balance the show off with some shout outs. Do you have any shout outs, gentlemen? I would like to shout out a uh, friend of mine. You know who you are listening to the podcast for the first time. She enjoyed it. She told her husband about it. He enjoys it. Tell your friends. Thank you for listening. Oh, wow. You should have told me that. I wouldn't have been using such crass humor. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You were serious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the show. Those mystery people who will not be named just yet. Course, You'll I, be named when the when the time comes and the troops show up. I, I, I told her I would give her a shout out and she said, No, don't do that. They all no, say I, that. And then I, and then I, I don't want people to like, know that I know you. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely shout out to all those adoring fans, especially the ones that love me. You all know who you are. No, but shout out to anybody hearing this. Hopefully we're making our rounds to the, the military. I'd like to know that I'm supporting our troops somewhere in the world and hopefully all over the world. I don't know why I think that. I just like to think that. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll usually, I'll, I'll do the usual suspects. Um, oh, wow. I, I usual suspects and I, and I went with like five names and I'm like, it just sounds like I don't think about anybody. Uh, <laughs> all the people that I love. Nah, I don't know any of your names. No, well, Dad Brain has like, stuck let again. Do, let me do it in the order, Shosh. <laughs> Tinkerbell, um, South Carolina, mm -hmm. um, Johannes, mm -hmm. Ru Ruben, Kevin, Ruben. Big Kev, um, Super Game, nobody calls him Super Game. You mean Big Papa um, Kev. Um, uh. Joe the Intern, Lady J, um, Aaron, hope you're feeling better. Um I think that's a lot of our uh, of, of the regulars, and if you're and if you're a regular and you don't hear your name, please drop a line. We'd love to hear what you're hearing, and that you know we, we shout you out. And if you're irregular, yeah. just listen to us when you're on the can. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can end with that. I mean, it's it's the only it, we only only had what two or three snares today. Yeah, it's just. So you're going to go out, go out on top. So for Mike, also known as MFG, and also for RT Squared Rock Protect, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. It's the only way you can keep it.